0: Hello, truth seekers and red-pilled empaths. We are here reading Jeff Berwick's book, Still, The Controlled Demolition of the USA Empire. We're at 72% right now. And the section is called, Who Wired the Building? And precisely, the title we're at is called, United Nations Agenda 2030, The Plan to Destroy America. Here we go. Little drum roll, just to put you in the mood. Nothing exemplifies the globalist desire to control society like the playbook written by the United Nations called Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. This document is an assault on mankind from every direction and the repercussions of this plan have the ability to hand humanity in a very real way. The controllers at the United Nations have put together a plan to save humanity called Agenda Agenda 2030. And these are their 17 stated goals for sustainable development, development I can't even read because it's so fucked up. Most of which are designed to do the exact opposite. What they are actually seeking is the permanent establishment of a new world order dressed up by the United Nations to advocate for global peace and prosperity through sustainable living, which is such bullshit. Because if they were into that, they wouldn't be living in their multi-million dollar houses, flying their private jets and so forth. But see, there's people who are fake truthers and uh, fake uh, starseeds that they buy into that because they want everybody else to follow them into the big um, bullshit because that's how they get paid off or they already got paid off. So stop believing the lies, people. Anyway, number one, end poverty in all its forms everywhere. Well, that would be easy if you just didn't waste 54 million a day giving it to NASA to have parties with their pet war friends. Two, end hunger, achieve food security, and promote sustainable agriculture. Well, that would be easy if uh, they made the money they want, but obviously. They don't want that because they would have already achieved it, you know. You can't tell me that they were so intelligent to go to the moon, but they can't figure this out. Give me a break. Three, ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for everyone. That's why they lie to all of you forever now, and they constantly put you in flight or fight, which is one of the worst things you can do for your health. Four, ensure quality education. Yeah, right. You mean mind control? Five, achieve gender equality for all women. Yeah, sure, that means that you now get to work at home and also slave at work. Number six, ensure sustainable management of water for all, which means they will control the water supply. So if you want to drink, you better comply. 7. Ensure access for all to affordable and sustainable energy. Well, Tesla, ring a bell, that was already achieved long time ago, but he died poor after they stole all his stuff and ridiculed him. 8. To promote sustainable economic growth and productive employment, meaning everybody, welcome to China world where nobody matters but the 0.01%. And they uh, ugly, ugly, bad experiments, children. Invest in upgrading infrastructure and sustainable industrialization. So, invest in uh, more bullshit that will just enslave more people. 10. Reduce inequality. <laughs> yeah, right? That's all they do, create more inequality. 11. Make cities safe, resilient, and sustainable. Uh, You mean the concentration camps you built uh, under the form of cities? 12. Ensure sustainable consumption. What does that mean? You're also going to ratio the food and tell people how much they can eat? Oh, wait, that has already been done time and time again. 13. Take urgent action to combat climate change. Uh, Climate change is a lie, and anybody who has been following real events and has a brain knows that. Pollution? Eh, different. Fourteen, conserve and sustainably use the oceans. Well, it's easy. Don't fish, don't kill others, don't shit and dump all your crap in it, all your pesticides and crap that you use so you can make more money and dump down the population. Not that hard. Fifteen, promote sustainable use of terrestrial Ecosystems, oh please, it's an infinite, flat, static earth, and we all know that, well, all of us who are not imbeciles. So, really, ecosystems, if you were worried about that, you wouldn't be dumping shitload of crap in the ocean constantly and treating the earth the way you have, like your toilet? (laughs) Sixteen, promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development. Oh, please, inclusive societies, what does it mean? This is a way to say that basically people have to be subdued in being in small little groups, so it's harder for them to actually put it together, how much they've been screwed. (laughs) 17, revitalize the global partnership for sustainable development. Basically create more of these uh, suckers that... You know, eat all the money that all the rest of the populace makes by working their ass off. That's what I read and that's what I take out of that, right? So the actual plan of Agenda 2030, not just the 17 talking points, but their goal is to create two different groups of humans like the Feudal Society of Serfs and Kings, the lower class of useless eaters, Get fed, gets fed the nutritionally deficient GMO food and they can chase it down with fluoride-laden polluted water, the same water that will be strictly rationed due to water shortages that they created, by the way. They will, force, they will be forced to live in 300 square foot micro-apartments inside high-density cities in order to combat global warming, which doesn't exist, and they completely invent it and their carbon footprint will be monitored and taxed through the smart grid while imposing forced austerity on the masses. Of course, they can fly in their private jets as much as they want, that's totally fine. They are superior after all, right? It's like with you non-vegans and the animals. See, karma is a bitch after all, right? Due to the tight leaving quarters, vaccination will be mandatory for herd immunity and all children, will need to be fully immunized with all 100 plus shots before they are allowed to attend the government schools teaching common core. The upgrades to the infrastructure will be due to the privatization of current public public roads, bridges, and waterways, and public safety features will include the removal of all guns from the citizens, of course only from the citizens, right? Because, you know, all officers and judges and all those people in power have always shown the best judgment, right? They've never been found to be corrupt. (laughs) In an effort to thwart terrorism, which they are actually, the terrorists, right? We know that, all cash will be outlawed and instead everything will be moved into digital currency so they can tax everybody and screw everybody because, you know, that's extortion, right? When they take your money without giving you a breakdown of where they spend it, it's extortion when they make you pay. In the form of a microchip that everyone will have implanted under their skin to conduct all financial transactions courtesy of the World Bank. Of course, and since our electromagnetism of our body is so important, let's go and play with your bloodstream and your energy, and then boom, they have drones now, who they can turn on and make them do whatever they want. If you think this is not possible, they've already done it over and over. Well, they made you all believe in the coronavirus, and there's only a few of us who have said, okay, be careful in the beginning, but it's probably a hoax. And anyway, even if it's real, you cannot get sick from anything because you need to be a host for it. But if you're ignorant, because you haven't had a chance to be around this, or you're so scared that you just don't listen, people are telling you the truth now, then this is the result, right? We're all locked up for what? In order to, well, we're not all locked up, but you know what I mean. In order to protect the ocean from additional pollution, the megacities will be constructed inland, and the oceans will be rezoned as protected areas with no access for the masses, of course, because you know they want to be the only ones to enjoy it. The same goes for national parks, as the federal government will move to reclaim the majority of the land in the United States, including all of the minerals and oil, while the citizens are forced to migrate into large cities. The Chinese did the same thing starting in 1979 when they began moving the first of the 340 million people from rural areas into the cities, just as Kissinger, Rockefeller, and Mao had discussed in order to build up their manufacturing labor base. No, but it's all about making sure we're all okay. This is the new world order that George H.W. Bush always talked about, where humanity has, quote-unquote, A real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. The vision that their founders David Rockefeller and his family had for the world was this dystopian nightmare city. They have suicide nets installed at Foxconn, the iPhone manufacturing company in China, so that their employees have to find different ways to kill themselves. Welcome to the future of the world under Agenda 2030. Suicide nets so that the useless eaters do not kill themselves from hating their jobs so much. It is important to note that the United Nations specializes in keeping the world in poverty through their policies and their mission is to remove national sovereignty worldwide. So compliment to you, fake truthers who keep pushing this kind of bullshit. You are going down with them. And sorry, we tried to tell you. We say, but love, wake up, or else. Implementing Agenda 2030 requires that the concept of the nation-state is abolished and that America, in its current form, will need to be destroyed for their plan to work. The last of the superpowers in uh, world politics must be dismantled to remove any possible resistance, so that the United Nations has a vested interest in seeing the American empire fall. The strong will need to be made weak, the educated will need to be re-educated, and the wealthy will need to be bankrupted for the United Nations future society to be implemented that's wonderful because now you can all be part of the poverty and all of those who you used to ridicule now you're all going to be a big happy family together (laughs) oh god, it's so pathetic the people actually are falling for this bullshit there is a precedent for this ambitious plan to end the dominance of a superpower and that is what happened to the Soviet Union and the balkanization of the fraying edges of the empire. It started in Afghanistan, when the Soviets were drawn into a 10-year war that depleted their war chest, destroyed their morale, and bankrupted the country. America was talked into that very same trap, but in their case, the duration of the occupation has been almost double and the costs are easily tens of times more expensive than what the USSR invested in trying to control the Bryzensky called Eurasia, the most strategic location in the Middle East and possibly the world. The plan to balkanize the American empire is well underway, one only needs to open their eyes to see the similarities, It might end, the way it did for the USSR, where anything not named Russia ended up falling off, leaving just the torso of the empire to carry on, albeit with much less influence. The British lost their control of India, the Dutch lost their grip on Indonesia, and the Portuguese let go of Brazil. The American empire will probably lose the territories they control like Guam, and US Virgin Islands, the hundreds of military bases across the world, the political influence in foreign countries, their financial control over foreign governments, and maybe even places like Hawaii and Alaska. A deep enough blow to the parent country will force it to retreat in order to preserve the homeland. And by doing so, it will mean releasing their grip on policies concerning luxury countries that are not vital from a strategic standpoint. The wolf in sheep's clothing. Better make sure that Russia did not interfere with the elections. It would be a crime if a foreign country had somehow infiltrated the American political establishment in order to set political policy towards a particular country unbeknownst to the vast majority of the American people. Catching Boris and Natasha, dual American and Russian citizens, working away deep inside the United States political system would certainly be the lead story on the nightly news for the next 2,000 nights in a row. Unless they were not actually working for Russia, but for Israel. If that was the case, the public would never hear anything about it. How can people be so sure about that? because it is currently happening and nobody talks about it at all for fear of being labeled an anti-Semite or a Russian apologist. The United States government has a huge problem that nobody is ever willing to mention. Some of the most important and powerful people working inside the American political machine are dual American and Israeli citizens. But the public will never hear that on the nightly news due to the suppression of information by IPAC, the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, an organization that has been practically running Washington DC for almost 70 years. 70, again, big number. There is an unbelievable number of people with dual citizenship at the highest levels of both the state and the federal government. Having dual citizenship is not an issue for the vast majority of people in America but holding two different citizenships does create a political the potential sorry for a conflict of interest yeah it's true those holding high ranking positions within the government that demand a person put America first should have to choose citizenship from one country otherwise it creates a problem These dual citizenships have the ability to vote in a way that benefits their other country of citizenship at the expense of America. It does not mean that they will, but it does mean that they could, and that's not okay. You have to put everybody at the same, right? That's obvious, I think. The common thread shared by these dual citizens is that they are all from Israel, and not just a couple, but hundreds. Part of the reason for America's confusing policy towards the Middle East is because a sizable chunk of the politicians pushing this policy is Israeli citizens, working at high levels inside the United States government. Is this America's foreign policy or Israel's? To be clear, this is not about their religion, but it is a factual statement about their citizenship of two different nations at the same time while serving in a governmental capacity and making policies for the United States. It is not unreasonable to question the possibility of a conflict of interest existing. In fact, it is crazy not to. I agree, and it should not be allowed. And I am not anti-Semitic, I am just anti-bullshit and anti-people trying to hurt everybody else because they think they're superior. Under President Obama, these were just some of the dual US-Israeli citizens that occupied high-ranking positions, meaning that in addition to being citizens of the United States, they're also citizens of Israel. Names one might recognize from the previous administration include Ram Emanuel, David Axel, Axelrod, Tim Geithner, Peter Orszag, Gary Gensler, Richard Holbrooke, Elena Kagan, Kagan, however you want to say it, Larry Summers, Cass Sustain, Sunstein sorry, Sunstein however you want to call it, Kenneth Feinberg, Ben Bernanke, Paul Volcker, Neil Barovsky, Robert Reich, Michael Mukasi, David Frum, Jack Lew, Janet Yellen and Stanley Fisher. No Russians on this list so far. Congress was and still is filled with dual citizens, not from Iran or Turkey, but from Israel. Certainly, many of these names should ring a bell, like Gabriel Kiffords Eric Cantor, Barney Frank, Shelley Berkley, Adam Schiff, Henry Waxman, Alan Grayson, Chuck Schumer, Diane Feinstein, Carl Levin, Al Franken, Barbara Boxer, Richard Blumenthal, Ron Wyden, convicted pedophile Anthony Weiner, and soon-to-be-convicted criminal Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Anyone with an understanding of 9-11 and the role of the project for a new American century will recognize many of these dual citizens like Michael Chertoff, Richard Pearl, Paul Wolfowitz, Douglas B. Faith, Elliot Abrams, Richard Haas, Scooter Libby, Robert Zolik, John Bolton, David Wormster, Elliot Cohen, Ari Fleischer, and Harry Kissinger. But the problem is Russian interference with the American election? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a bunch of morons who fucking think that and even said it. What about Israeli interference with the American election? Exactly. What about Israeli interference with every aspect of the American political system? And also, you know, having all of them in holy crack? Oh, that's just a chance. And in Western shit care and in the law? Look, open your eyes, people. And they never do real work. They always, they hate blue collar work all these people, right, that are in power. I'm not saying all the other normal people. Let's make, again, a difference between one and the other. So it's not about a race or another. In this case, it's because obviously, you know, the state they're from is pivotal in all of this. What about the blatant hypocrisy of being called a racist for having the audacity to point out this obvious conflict of interest. No, it's not racist, it's just normal and it's appalling that people call it racist. Remember when Vladimir Putin gave that awesome speech before Congress and he got 30 standing ovations. Oh wait, that was Netanyahu that received standing ovations from his fans in the United States Congress. Netanyahu I can't even say that word, Netanyahu. <laughs> Anyone that stood up to give Putin a standing ovation would find their political support had vanished before they had a chance to sit back down, and they would be labeled as traitors and fast-tracked to the gallows. The only thing the American media can talk about seems to be Russia's alleged influence in the 2016 elections. Meanwhile, Israel sends their guy over to give a speech to Congress, and the media is totally fine with it. This is a joke and it works to expose the outright hypocrisy of the mainstream media in conjunction with the purchased governmental officials holding positions of high office inside the United States. One country overtly interferes with American politics and things are fine, but another country is alleged to have tried to influence the election and there must be non-stop investigations into that country even though there has been little proof, if any, of the crimes being alleged how come the world cannot see how obvious this is? well, because if the world saw this, they would have to own up, right? it's the same way non-vegans want to not see the cruelty but they want to eat the cruelty you know, they're triggered and they're in coward mode the United States have, has agreed to give Israel $38 billion over the next 10 years, even though that money could be used to pay for the American education system, used to fix bridges, cover the costs of student financial aid programs, fix potholes, or be distributed back to the citizens of the United States for them to buy beer with. Anything is better than handling the money to a foreign country with no strings attached for them to do who knows what with. This is what happens when criminals are running a government and playing with other people's money. They give it away to their friends because they know the citizens will never do anything about it. It is also one of the signs of a dying political system. APAC's role in destabilizing the American empire. The biggest and most powerful lobbying group on the planet, let alone the United States, is the American Israel Public Affairs Committee Their stated purpose is to lobby the Congress of the United States on issues and legislation related to Israel. So they meet with members of Congress and hold events where it can share its views, but they do not consider themselves to be a political action committee. Everyone else does, but they do not. Those with influence like APAC always have the potential to be dangerous if their influence is recklessly used in a way to benefit some people. It might have a side effect that is harming others. APAC has very defined goals and they use their influence to swing laws and policies to benefit them. This creates problems because their interests are hidden and the general public is not made aware of what these goals actually are. This is especially true because the organization with the power is a foreign country and the interests of this foreign country are not aligned with those of the United States even though they pretend to be America's ally. They are not. They are only looking out for themselves and they have been using the American Empire to do their dirty work for them for decades. AIPAC uses their influence to fuel a cycle of violence in the Middle East in order to destabilize the region so that no other country is able to rise up and challenge their authority. And they have done so by using their political connections to draw the American empire into wars that do not seem to benefit anyone other than Israel. They always push policies that benefit Israel and harm Palestine. The push for war with both Syria and Iran is directly a result of the influence of AIPAC's lobbying efforts, in conjunction with the military information terror complex. They force American politicians to subscribe to the policy of full, one-sided support of Israel, or they turn off the money and they reportedly must sign a loyalty pledge to AIPAC, which is prohibited for American politicians because of an obvious conflict of interests. It is not anti Semitic to talk about Israel's influence on the American political machine, but it might be anti American to support it. It might be, it is, absolutely. And it's kind of ridiculous that people are trying to hide it. And because I personally have direct experience with people who are from there, and I've seen how they react whenever you disagree with them, and whenever you bring points like this, they make total sense. If this was Italy, I would agree completely in the same way because I'm not patriotic and I don't believe in all this patriotism bullshit first of all and I believe only that there is a right and a wrong and unfortunately when someone tries to control others it's always wrong and when someone is in high ranking places and they can affect two different countries obviously there is a conflict of interest I mean it doesn't take a genius to understand this So I totally agree. Until they're in high-ranking positions, they cannot have dual citizens, in my opinion. Citizenship, they have to choose. But at that point, would you even trust them? Because obviously, if the problem was there in the first place, these people clearly were okay with it. And so you're saying they would, even if they declared they're just United States, you're saying they would actually be really loyal? Yeah, so, I mean, I think the writing is on the wall, and people just have to wake up. We're going to move on to the non-governmental oppression in the next episode because we are coming to the end of the 30 minutes for each episode and uh, so I'm just going to do a quick drum roll and then we're going to continue later on. We are at 73% right now.